Coming up this week, discover how high fees are challenging cannabis profits with insights from Health Canada. Legal battles, licenses revoked, inside the Alabama Medical Cannabis Commission's turmoil. And California's tax cuts for cannabis, unveiling the strategy to save a struggling industry. Welcome to this new episode of the Cannabis Weekly Podcast. Just quickly, would love to ask you the favor of leaving us a review in Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We love to get feedback on what you think we're doing right and what we could improve. Cannabis industry fees preventing profits, according to Health Canada report. A new report from Health Canada has revealed that high fees on cannabis businesses are preventing profits in the industry. The 2021-2022 review of the Cannabis Cost Recovery Framework aims to inform progress made towards meeting key policy objectives in order to support a diverse national cannabis industry. The report shows that respondents to the report said that the fees are contributing to, quote, challenges achieving profitability and positive cash flow, which are already under significant pressure, end quote. In total, 37.5% of micro-license holders, compared with 20.5% of standard license holders, reported that fees accounted for over 10% of operating costs. Alabama Medical Cannabis Commission faces another lawsuit. Alabama's medical cannabis regulators have found themselves on the receiving end of a lawsuit after rescinding a license they'd issued to Verano. The Chicago-based multi-state operator Verano filed its suit against the Alabama Medical Cannabis Commission in Montgomery County Circuit Court on Monday. Verano, which has operations in Alabama, received a license for an integrated facility in the first round of awards in June, but failed to receive a license in the second round this month. The licenses had initially been issued earlier in June. However, these were voided. The authority made the U-turn only four days after announcing the plans to issue the licenses, halting the progress after discovering potential inconsistencies in the tabulation of scoring data, citing a need for additional time to seek an independent review of all scoring data. A meeting held on Thursday, August 10th saw the AMCC reissue the licenses to all of the initial applicants, Bar Verano and Alabama Secure Transport. Verano's now accused the AMCC of breaking its own rules, arguing that its decision to rescind its license both exceeds and conflicts with the authority provided to it by the Alabama legislature. California cuts taxes to support cannabis businesses. Over a dozen cities and counties in California, including Los Angeles and San Francisco, have cut local sales business or cultivation taxes over the past year. According to new research compiled by Hirsch Jane of Los Angeles consultancy Ananda Strategy, 14 states and cities have now taken action to help preserve a struggling industry. In California, cannabis companies have long struggled with the 15% state excise tax on top of state sales taxes ranging from 7.25% to 10.75% alongside local taxes that cities or counties might impose. Industry insiders have warned, however, that the recent collapse of Californian distribution company Herbal may be the tip of the iceberg and that lowering taxes is just one piece of the puzzle. 
In other news for North America, Missouri cannabis regulators have implemented new rules aimed at cracking down on lab shopping, meaning labs will soon have to check each other's work. Lab shopping is a practice which sees cannabis producers send their products to multiple labs, selecting the ones which provide the most favorable results. In a market increasingly dominated by the most potent strains, this practice has become increasingly prevalent, seeing many labs face significant losses to business if they don't guarantee results showing a certain percentage of THC. Now, according to the Missouri Independent, the state will be able to demand up to 10 times a year that licensed testing labs collect samples from their rivals, test them, and send the results to the state to review if there are notable discrepancies in those results. New York's ongoing rocky road to the rollout of its adult-use cannabis market took another turn this week. On Friday, Judge Kevin Bryant granted a preliminary injunction barring the State Office of Cannabis Management from licensing any new retail cannabis stores. However, he stipulated that the injunction does not apply to CAURD licensees who'd met all the requirements for licensing prior to August 7th. Prospective cannabis businesses, many of which are now having to delay their opening dates, potentially seeing hundreds of thousands of dollars of product go to waste, now we await the results of yet another hearing today as this is recorded, Friday, August 25th. As Business of Cannabis reported last week, the injunction is part of a lawsuit brought by a group of four service-disabled veterans who argue that they have been unfairly left out of the first round of awarded licenses. California's Attorney General's office has begun to explore the potential legal implications of allowing interstate cannabis trading and whether it would expose California to risk of federal enforcement. California is now one of three states, also including Oregon and Washington state, to have passed laws allowing officials to conduct cross-border cannabis trade. While Oregon and Washington require some form of federal reform or guidance to move ahead, California's laws allow the governor move forward if the attorney general determines that doing so would not incur the wrath of federal enforcers. According to documents obtained by Marijuana Moment, prominent local governments and cannabis industry groups have assured that California would not be at significant risk. The Wine and Spirits Wholesalers of America, the WSWA, has written a letter to the House and Senate committees in response to a request for information regarding the regulation of CBD and other cannabinoids. The letter states that the WSWA believes it's important to gain insights from the alcohol industry to help inform regulation on cannabis, and it suggests that a specific regulatory category should be created for intoxicating cannabinoids. The Alcohol and Tobacco Tax and Trade Bureau should be responsible for such products. The organization said, as Congress considers a potential regulatory pathway for intoxicating hemp products, America's wine and spirits wholesalers believe it's important to share what our industry's learned over time and to encourage you and other legislators to pursue robust reform and regulation. And now, Europe's headlines. Last week, Germany took the first step towards wholesale cannabis legalization after the federal cabinet waved through the long-awaited draft bill for pillar one of its strategy. Semi-pharmaceutical CEO Michael Sassano 
explores why the bill is a double-edged sword, marking positive progress on one hand, but a huge step backward on the other, and who is ultimately set to benefit from the divisive legislation. He tells Business of Cannabis, ultimately, Germany's taking one step forward with access and a huge step backward with social clubs. Quality standards progenitors just threw themselves back in time to pre-legalized quality cannabis and opened the door to the unregulated market to sell into the regulated market. Focusing on declassification as a country is the surefire way to ensure the real progress the market and patients seek. The Aquis-listed cannabis investment vehicle Pharmacy was fined £30,000 by the exchange last week following a disciplinary investigation. According to the disciplinary decision notice, Pharmacy is now required to pay £15,000 immediately to the exchange and a further £15,000 if they fail to follow the rules of the exchange over the next year. The company was determined to have broken Article 17 of Market Abuse Regulation and thus AQSE Rule 4.1 by failing to disclose information which would be relevant to an investor's decision about the company. This related to an announcement on June 30th, 2022, made alongside its full-year results in which it said it had raised £200,000 before expenses by way of a subscription. The notice said, the funds were not received by the due date. The company failed to update the market on this or on its ongoing attempts to secure the funding until November 18th and from the beginning of July until mid-November 2022. Akanda has settled the loan from its most significant shareholder, Halo Collective, with which it shares a CEO, by giving its shares in the company. According to an SEC notification published last week on August the 18th, Akanda borrowed $328,000 from Halo on January 26th of this year. A month after the maturity date, the companies agreed to settle the debt by converting $360,960 of the total remaining outstanding balance, including accrued interest, into common shares of the company at $0.62 cents per share, representing 581,193 shares. News that Akanda had failed to make its repayment deadline and has resorted to settling the debt via offering shares has further driven speculation of the company's financial situation among its investors. German-listed cannabis buy and build group Symbiotic SE this week announced the receipt of a new 3 million euro investment, the acquisition of a new company the addition of new high-profile investor, and the appointment of a new CEO. On Monday, Munich-based Symbiotic announced that Canacare Health GmbH and its popular CBD brand Cannabo have now become the latest additions to its growing portfolio. The deal will see Symbiotic acquire a majority stake in Canacare Health, which was co-founded by German media entrepreneur Frank Otto. As part of the deal, Mr. Otto's invested 3 million euros in Symbiotic through an extensive share package, and a vote will be held at the company's next board meeting to admit Mr. Otto to the company's board of directors. Alongside the announcement of its new acquisition and investment, Symbiotic announced that industry veteran and longtime investor Daniel Kruse would now take over as CEO, seeing former CEO Lars Müller take on the role of managing director. 
big pharma has so far been cautious of diving headfirst into the cannabis industry, despite the growing body of evidence surrounding its medical benefits. However, the burgeoning pipeline of cannabis companies building preclinical and early clinical data will soon represent an attractive proposition for the cash-rich but risk-averse pharmaceutical giants. As Prohibition Partners' upcoming pharmaceutical cannabis report, third edition, details, merger and acquisition activity in the pharmaceutical cannabis sector has been building steadily over the past two years. According to the report, the major acquisitions of large non-cannabis-specific pharmaceutical players highlight the growing interest and the overall approval of cannabinoids as viable treatments within the industry. In the near future, it's possible that there will be an increase of acquisitions in the sector by large pharmaceutical players as more information, research and clinical trials confirm the medicinal properties and marketability of cannabinoid-based therapies, the report said. Cannabis Events We've got a couple of upcoming events to invite you to and we're hoping we'll get to see you there. First off, Business of Cannabis New York, 3rd of November this year will once again bring together the most influential businesses, financial institutions and policymakers from across the sector for a packed one-day program, providing best-in-class networking opportunities with key industry figures, sought-after insights and a trusted knowledge hub for the New York cannabis industry. You can get your tickets today and join us on October the 4th in New York. And by the way, sponsorship applications for Business of Cannabis New York now open. If you want to find out more and apply, visit CannabisNewYork.live or email us info at businessofcannabis.com. That's info at businessofcannabis.com. Cannabis Europa 2024, after a hugely successful event in London earlier this year, tickets now on sale for that, and it'll be the 10th installment of Europe's premier B2B cannabis conference and expo next year. Tickets on sale via Eventbrite and at cannabis-europa.com. We will have the links to all of this in the show notes. Well, that's it for another week of the Cannabis Weekly Podcast. Hope you've enjoyed this episode. And if you have, please do let us know by way of a review in your favorite podcast app. You can leave sentences now of opinions on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Please do leave us your feedback. We'd love to know how we can improve the show for you. 